Hi there, I'm Keith Cauley, and this is Thrive, a Bridgestone America's podcast where we explore our company through compelling conversations with teammates across our organization. As you've hopefully noticed through our conversations, there are lots of exciting things happening as we advance on Bridgestone's journey to become a sustainable solutions company. But of course, none of these goals and big achievements would be possible without our people. We say at the end of every episode, today, tomorrow, together, we thrive, which is a reflection of Bridgestone's commitment to ensuring our teammates have the support and opportunities they need to thrive both at work and at home. Today, we talk to two people at Bridgestone who are relentlessly focused on your well-being, Molly Coley and Mark Cecil. Together with their teams, they're working to expand and evolve a robust portfolio of benefits, support tools, educational resources, and more to serve the unique needs of our wonderfully diverse teammate population. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, we are joined today uh, by two people at Bridgestone who are going to talk to us about the idea of well-being. So it covers a lot of different things, but their expertise comes from a lot of different areas to focus on well-being. Uh, across the table is Molly Coley, and she is the Director of Benefits Administration and Operations at Bridgestone America. Thank you for joining us, Molly. Uh, it's great to be here. And here in the middle of the table is Mark Cecil. Mark is the Director of Health and Welfare Benefit Strategy at Bridgestone America's. Thanks for being here, Mark. Thanks for having me, Keith. Absolutely. So we are going to have a, a holistic conversation. We're going to talk about these different concepts of what is within uh, this larger kind of world of well-being, because it isn't just one thing. But as we always like to do, we try to get some perspective, learn a little bit about the guests who are sharing all of this great expertise that you bring to the table. So Molly, what has been your journey uh, at Bridgestone and before that makes you such a great person to talk about well-being? So I am going to date myself a little bit yeah. here. I've been in the world of risk management and benefits for 21 years. Okay. Seven of those years have been with Bridgestone. Prior to that, I was with Tractor Supply Company, mm -hmm. Genesco, a few insurance companies, but it's all been in the world of risk management, benefits, well-being learning about the impact of things on our employees and our teammates, right? Mark, what about you? What's what's the journey to this point? Yeah, so I've, I've also been in HR for about 20 years, a little bit different uh, career track there with uh, business partner roles, shared services roles, leading HRS, and then recently uh, taking on the benefit strategy role at Bridgestone for the last three years. Uh, but in every role I've had, I've touched on benefits in some form or aspect, uh, which has been just a, a great journey, and I have a lot of passion around the space. I feel like, the, I remember the first time I think I met you when I was working in IT communications, and you were very much on the system side of HR things, but you've that's becoming even more and more, I think, and we'll talk about it, the systems that we have to support our teammates mm -hmm. in engaging them around any of these uh, ideas of well-being. But both people who've now been, we established kind of in the, the world of HR, the world of working with teammates and providing support to them. This concept of well-being, has it always been something that has been maybe a focus or an emphasis at places that you've been and at Bridgestone, or have we seen this maybe evolve as a concept over time? It's definitely evolved over time. It started years ago where no one really had a title of well-being. Mm -hmm. It was just an effort by employees within HR, sometimes outside of HR, and it was really a focus on physical well-being. Those, um, you know, go get your annual physical, run a race, run a 5K, 
all physical. Now we're seeing today that it's much more evolved. It is physical, emotional, financial. It's looking at everything holistically from a well-being perspective. Does that match your kind of steps in your career and the places that you've worked or had it? Absolutely agree with what Molly said. And then for for Bridgestone specifically over the last, let's say, three years, uh, a lot's changed, right? The pandemic really changed the way that we looked at how we're supporting our teammates uh, and really just meeting our teammates where they are or say it another way, uh, meeting them at their place of need. Uh, so that was very important to us. And then well-being also is greatly integrated with our diversity and inclusive strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to make sure that's incorporated, embedded in everything we do to support those needs of our teammates and their families. Yeah. When I was going to be one of my next questions kind of leading into that, right, is uh, we talk a lot about how the pandemic has changed everything, right, from a, a business perspective of consumer behavior and what customers want. But I mean, everything that anybody living the last couple of years, you know, has been through with their families, with their communities, with their workplaces. So it's kind of, has well-being been forced to shift because of some of those things? Was it already moving towards that, uh, I guess, more of a focal point of conversation? And maybe it's just amplified or accelerated by the pandemic? Or has it really just been so much has changed that put so much people or so much stress on people last couple of years that that's really driven it home. I think it's a combination of all those things. If you look at where Bridgestone was several years ago, we had these resources, not all of them, but we had a good bulk of resources. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have them all in one place. That's one of the first things we did back in 2020 was we said, let's gather all of these resources and tools that we have for teammates from a well-being perspective. Let's get them all into one place so that teammates can go to one place to see everything that's available to them. But then we also created these pillars, the physical, the emotional, the financial, so they could really get to quicker what they needed to get to. Yeah. And I think everything about those concepts, right, it's very personal, right? I mean, you talk about financial well-being and that's not just how you are in your state, but it's like your awareness of how to manage those things. And I I mean, look, it took me a while in my adult life to know what a Roth IRA was or a 401k, right? There's terminologies, there's things to learn. And a lot of times people, even in that world, are embarrassed to say, I don't know what that means, right? And then you get into the idea of physical and then emotional well-being, mental health. I mean, these are deeply personal things. Do you find people are more comfortable talking about it or how do we go about engaging people around those difficult topics. Well, and as Molly said, you know, we started that journey kind of pre-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and I think the pandemic really highlighted the need as people felt isolated and alone in a lot of cases. And there's been a lot of stigmas in kind of the uh, healthcare space, both from an emotional state, physical space, whether it's getting the help that you need or thinking it's okay. Oftentimes, um, with with mental well-being and, and, and making sure that you're, you're emotionally stable, uh, you know, people felt like, oh, maybe that's, you know, taboo. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I feel weak about, it, you know, having to get help and do those things. And we want people to know that it's okay not to be okay. And that was a theme that we had seen uh, just with the needs of our own teammates, but that's a global need, too. It's not just unique to Bridgestone or to the U.S. It truly 
truly is a global issue. Uh, and we want to make sure that people know that it is okay to be not okay and to get that help get and, and make sure you're taking care of self so you can be your best self at work and for your family. Yeah. And I do think that there's a different level of vulnerability with teammates and then just in the world. People talk more about it, the emotional well-being. They're so much more vulnerable now to say, hey, yep, I'm going to therapy and you know what? I will refer my therapist to you. There's just that vulnerability just changes everything. We are having different conversations now than we did three years ago, five years ago. Well, I think too, like I think about as a as a manager of others, right? And it's like you've got the resources that the company can provide, but also the ability to have relationships with the people you work with to have honest conversations about what's going on. Because balancing workload, balancing responsibilities, balancing personal lives and challenges that happen there. It's like we we continue to read uh, Bridie Sellers, who works for Bridgestone. I, I connected with her on LinkedIn, and she posted a stat about the percentage of people who are all going through something heavy at any given time in your circle, right? And it's the majority of them. Like everybody's going through something heavy. And so I even think about developing managers and people who are influencing others. It's a need to be able to have that type mm-hmm. of dialogue, right? And I think what's added to that is our cultural characteristics, care and concern, living those out every day, the free to be movement mm-hmm. that has been at Bridgestone, living that out every day, having those uh, for people to know, hey, at Bridgestone, I'm cared about, people are concerned about me. It just creates that um, that connection, that family connection in some cases where you do just feel comfortable having those more vulnerable conversations. Yeah. And we think about uh, serving society, whether you're a teammate, a leader, helping people realize that maybe they're in a decline or something like that. The signs are there usually, right? Someone usually withdraws. Maybe you see a, a slight, uh, you know, slight decline or a sharp decline in like performance, kind of those things. And being able to engage and have those conversations because of what that care and concern that Molly just talked about is so critical in everything that we do. And that's something that we really want to highlight definitely in our leadership, but even as a teammate, right? These are your friends and people that you work with every day. It's a family, right? Um, You want to make sure that you're helping them and you're looking out for each other with everything that's going on because it can be a lot. I mean, it's been a crazy time uh, and there's a lot that's going on and anything can, anyone can be susceptible to a sharp decline, especially in the emotional well-being state. Yeah. Well, and let's talk a little bit then, I guess, about the strategy. Molly, you pointed out that we've got kind of these three big pillars that we've put into this well-being, the larger well-being bucket, uh, being physical, emotional, and financial. What is the approach, I guess, the strategy of how we engage in those different areas to support teammates? So it's actually happened pretty naturally when back in 2020, when we said, hey, let's bring all of this together to have one space where teammates can find it. It's not just Mark and I. There are a huge team of people that have a passion for well-being. We could only fit two at the table yeah, no. <laughs> for the podcast. The studio <laughs> right. is only so big. Yes. Right, right. So there is, I mean, and and thank you to everybody that has this equal passion to help teammates bring information and resources to teammates. But back in 2020, it simply started as let's just get every all those resources together. Let's just get it out there for teammates. 
And then from there, with this group of people, the ideas just started to flow. And we quickly realized if we are listening and we are communicating, teammates are hearing, they're interested, and they're providing us feedback. So yes, we have strategies of things that we want to do, but essentially we're listening to what teammates are saying, here's what we need, here's how you can help us. We've also partnered with our ERGs mm-hmm. and that's been fantastic. The webinars that have been done, getting more information out to teammates, uh, and we're getting very positive feedback from that. So we didn't sit down one day and say, this is our strategy for the next five years. We sat down one day and said, how can we bring this to our teammates in a better way? And it just has happened organically from there. Yeah, well, that was a really great answer. <laughs> and, I, you know, I would just say, to maybe sum it up, communication, education is one yeah. prong. Obviously, the partnerships Molly mentioned is another prong, and then investment. But, you know, when Molly and I just recently attended the Benefit Group on Health, which is a kind of a more global uh, conference around what's going on. And again, the, the barriers uh, for just people to actively engage in their health is a real concern, and that's a global concern. And we want our teammates and their families actively engaged in their health care uh, in all the pillars that we mentioned, emotional, physical, and financial. Uh, and it's critical and important. It, you know, the, the benefits and programs aren't there just for a crisis. Some people view it that way. But it's to actually actively manage their health overall and making sure that they're getting the support and care that they need so they have long lives and able to be their best selves at work and for their families. Yeah. When I think that we talk about uh, the partners that we work with, the vendors that offer a lot of these programs, learning from them, they have resources, right? How do we bring it to the table? But that was what I was going to touch on too, Mark, is the idea of being actively participatory in this from the teammate side, right? We talk about these are vulnerable conversations, personal conversations, but a lot of times, you know, we can make everything available, but people have to come to it and be one, be in a position to want or need to engage with it uh, in a meaningful way. So you can make all of all the, the opportunities there, but then to take that next step from that opposite side, I've seen us do, I think we do well-being spotlights monthly that we communicate internally. We've got like a page on my Bridgestone that that all of our teammates can access that has all these resources. I've seen too, like when we talk about financial well-being, I think our finance team does like finance university. Like we've got the different departments that have come to the table and say, we want to help with our expertise on how to do this. Has that been, I'd have to imagine rewarding, but like how did those things kind of come about as you reach out to different departments and do that? Yeah. So overall, I think there's a lot of different ways to reach and engage individuals. And I think in those mediums, we want to even broaden that some, right? In terms of, I think our next step in evolution really is testimonials, right? So people see that, you know, I've got, oh, that's a leader of the organization that's also just being open and transparent about something they've gone through uh, and and really now in a better space because they they got help and and sought that. The partnerships that we engage uh, with the different functional areas are absolutely critical to everything we do. And we know that different people are going to react to different things. So we want to really run the gamut of how we communicate and educate around this. And again, a big focus you mentioned earlier is really with leadership, right? Uh, And then, you know, lastly, making sure that we think about we have a very diverse culture, right, that spans multiple generations, uh, and they all have different needs around what that is. And so through the programs and delivery and things we offer, we want to make sure that we're meeting those needs across the organization. And I think the last thing we're doing, too, is really partnering globally now. So with Palace Direction, what we're wanting to do, we want to look at how do we get synergies across 
across EMEA, Latin America, Canada. Uh, and there's a lot of things that transcend borders, right? Emotional well-being is a big one, right? doesn't matter what program or benefits you have. That really wellness in that space is so critical. And if you're not treating that, it can lead to physical ailments and other issues if you let that just kind of linger out there and don't take care of yourself. Uh, so we're, we're really looking about how we do things more across borders in this space as well. And in addition to that, we have put the stuff together and we've given it to teammates and said, here it is. In the future, we've started and it's just launching a well-being task force mm -hmm. to get more involvement from the different business units, different areas. So it's not just us now pushing out information. It becomes an even greater partnership of let's meet, let's connect, let's hear more feedback, what's working, what's not working. So again, it's just to that organic nature of how it's developing. And now we're at a place where, to Mark's point, those global conversations, the well-being task force, there are some great things on the horizon. And it's all very exciting because it simply comes from people's hearts, people just having a passion for well-being and getting information out to teammates, helping teammates, helping each other. And it, and it comes naturally. I yeah. mean, a lot of the stuff we're doing uh, might target a very specific ERG group or multiples. And then they have a real passion around that ERG group. And if we're delivering something that really touches their, their fan of influence, they're all about it. And they want to communicate it. We want them to communicate it. Um, so it's, it's, it comes very naturally. That last pillar of the North Star right, is our team. And Jason Fisher always talks about putting together the pieces that help our, our teammates, our employees thrive, right? Yes. And that is something like you have growth opportunities at work. You focus on their career path. Do they have the tools and the support that they need to do their job and deliver on that highest level? But also, are we just supporting them day to day as humans, right? right. As people to get through not just work, but their lives and their family uh, having that support as well. I know we're, we're entering into open and enrollment at the time that we're recording this. And, you know, benefits are a part of that. When you look at like what on paper does Bridgestone offer to support? And I get excited. I'm getting excited <laughs> about open enrollment. But what does Bridgestone offer? And that is something that I'd have to imagine is constantly evolving as well. As you look year in and year out, what are new programs offered? What are new things that people are, we talk about evolving to be more comfortable focused on or subscribing to in rooms of support. How is, I guess, the benefits package, how do we approach that strategy uh, as we look at holistic uh, opportunities for teammates? Yeah, so it's definitely a, a thought of continuous improvement, right? Or divine discontent. We're never going to be satisfied with where we're at. Divine discontent. Yes. See, continuous well, improvement I've got, but divine, I'm going to have to write divine and, discontent. And, and, well, it's, it's, it's key because we're not going to be satisfied with where we're at. We always want to be able to improve. And everything yeah. is always changing. And the needs are so vast across our organization. And, and so we look at the market. Market, right, we say, what is the market doing? How are we how are we stacking up from a, a, a you know kind of teammate attraction and retention standpoint? What are the needs internally? Like through the sessions, like, hey, we're asking teammates, and we're and even more so, uh, we're going to have targeted task force to really engage around what are you needing that we don't have, right? So we we get that input and those thoughts from our teammates, uh, and then overall, we we have data from information around what's going on across our population mm -hmm. specifically. Uh, and so as we approach open enrollment this year, uh, some huge things we're introducing, one is a new fertility benefit, which is awesome, right? Uh, so that, that means a lot to a lot of different families and a lot of different communities. Uh, in addition to that, we've got a proactive diabetes program we're introducing, uh, and then we're really expanding our healthcare space, or our, our emotional space rather, with a, our EAP provider. We've increased sessions from five to seven beginning in 2023. 
and we are introducing Talkspace, which is a really cool app uh, that allows you to select your counselor and gives you different modems in terms of how you're going to engage. So you can do that through text. Maybe I don't want to talk to somebody. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with that. I, I'm a texter, so maybe I want to do that. Maybe I want to do that virtually so I can really expand the network of who my counselors are. And these are all cl uh, licensed clinicians that are there, which is awesome. Uh, and I, of course, you can still do person, you know, face-to-face -face, uh, with that. But it allows you to, from a DE&I perspective, it really allows you to select who you're going to feel comfortable with. So you can look at a profile now and say, hey, that's a counselor that I feel comfortable speaking to. So I'm definitely getting help I need and I can review who I'm going to speak to, which is really helpful. So these, to Mark's or to your point, Keith, this is stuff that we are continuously looking at. And Mark and I could probably talk for hours upon hours about benefits and well-being. We get excited about this stuff, the new things that we get to implement and bring to Bridgestone well, teammates. You haven't knocked over a mug yet like <laughs> me. So <we're> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so incredibly exciting. We used to be in a world where benefits, people knew it as medical, dental, vision. Yep. How do I get my prescriptions at the pharmacy? We're in such a different place now, and it is so exciting. And like I said, we could talk for hours just about what teammates are bringing to us, what we're seeing in the market, and what we can do in the future. Yeah. Well, and we see that stuff evolve from all kinds of different forces, right? I mean, your your personal life shifts. You're single. You might become married. You might become a parent, right? You There's all kinds of different things that adapt. But then we look at external environments, right? And we look at the political world and decisions being made on judicial decisions. Right. I mean, these are all things that over time will maybe change direction. So you can't just have it be medical, dental, visual uh, vision and keep it static. Right. It's got to be an ongoing process. Every exactly. Year. Yeah. Well, we we also wanted to uh, focus on World Mental Health Day is uh, coming up on October 10th and approaching as we're recording this. I mean, I think we've touched on it in a lot of different ways, but how does Bridgestone, I guess, look at days like that? Or how do we build it into a calendar maybe? And what kinds of things do you try to find to engage people around when it comes to open enrollment only comes once a year? So how do you stay continuously engaged on it? Moving forward with our well-being a couple years ago, mm -hmm. we started out saying, hey, let's just put information out there quarterly. Let's try and tie it to other things that are happening in the world, like mental health awareness. And then we found that over time, there was more and more that teammates wanted to hear, and there were more and more days and months and things that needed to be recognized and celebrated. And so to your point earlier, I think we're now publishing things on a monthly basis. We aren't just, and this goes back to years ago where you would have a, like a health fair and a well-being week, mm -hmm. and it was one week out of the year. Now it's the whole year. Yeah. It's an evolution. We want it uh, top of mind for people all of the time. So yes, we have focus around mental well-being. We'll also have focus around financial well-being. Mental health, of course, is so incredibly important. I always encourage people, don't be ashamed of talking to a counselor. I talk to a counselor once a month. I'm very proud of that because everybody needs someone to talk to. If it's not a friend or you feel like you're just down, never be ashamed to talk to someone. Mental health is so incredibly important. I, I guess as we wrap up our time together, you talk about the exciting opportunity that this allows for people in your areas, right? Where you're able to think more and do more dynamic things to support our teammates, our employees. Where do we go? Like, what is that future on the horizon that you can look 
at future. Are there things that you we would like to be doing better? Like we're we're always continuously improving. I guess what is that roadmap if we look past the the current year as we evolve? So again, uh, from from a concept, obviously it is continuous improvement, right? And a, and a cultivating culture uh, that we want to make change effective in terms of what we're doing. And we want to we want just to you know just roll out programs, different things. We're looking at what what is the effectiveness of that, right? So that's a, a key measurement around what we're doing and making sure that our investments are meaningful to our to our teammates. Uh, and that's where we want to continue to engage. We want to understand what their needs are. We will continue to scan the market, and we will continue to evolve on an ongoing basis to make sure that our programs and what we offer really supports both the teammates and their families so they get the care, support, and help that they need. Well, I think I will just call y'all if I need a mental health day. And we'll just come back and record a, a chat over a couple of uh, glasses of, of water and talk about things. It'll be good. This has been this has been delightful. This has been great. Thank we you so you. much. Yes. Absolutely. Molly, thanks for taking the time. Mark, thanks for taking the time. And we will continue to be on the journey together. Sign up for open enrollment if yes. you haven't yes. yet yes. upon listening to this. Active um, engage in your health. And yeah. actively engage in the resources that are available. Um, you can find them on my Bridgestone, find them on the bridge, um, or just reach out to managers and HR business partners. They'll they'll all help you find your way, right? Absolutely. Thanks for the time, guys. Thank you. Thanks. There is no one-size-fits-all approach to something like well-being. It takes continued investment and ongoing focus on what people need today, as well as a strategic pursuit of new tools, benefits, and resources to help them through what they'll face tomorrow to ensure that together, our team has an environment and the support that allows them to thrive. Hope you saw what I just did there. If you like this chat, be sure to listen to some of our other conversations. Wherever it is, you may listen to podcasts. And remember, you can also watch via video episodes from season three and forward on our Bridgestone America's YouTube page. Wherever you do hear us or watch us, feel free to give us a rating or a review to let us know how we're doing. And as always, you can send us a question, episode idea, or some feedback via email to thrivepodcast at bfusa.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Keith Colley, telling you to keep on keeping on. And remember that at Bridgestone, here it is. Today, tomorrow, together, we thrive. Be good, everybody. Mm-hmm.